Deciding between rations, going out for the night, and wasting money on a breakfast in town, it wasn't his time of the morning, now avoiding the fridge to stop himself from drinking this early. However, upon smelling baked eggs and pancetta in the oven, he decided to sit atop the counter, waiting for the timer nearby to ring off. In the meantime, he was tossing the box from hand to hands, having no use for it until battle time started. Pran didn't notice anyone coming into their room right away. Hands and eyes focused on the task of chopping onions and mushrooms and a few peppers into a simple breakfast pan fry. But the sound of a particular metal box caught his attention. What was that? A sapper? What was that wretched doll man trying to mess with the oven? Pran ought to give him a piece of his... Oh no. It was just... Some spy. A red like him. Probably wanting some food he is making. Well, that's typically the point as to why he makes so much damn food, so he may as well try to be sociable while he's here. The bacon in that thing in the oven is import. Would have given the butchers here a chance, but here it is like desert. Animals get too tough for fine meats. Fresh around here. Of course there's cooks for blue and red, but I don't trust someone who doesn't eat their own food in front of me. You haven't been getting any citations for killing team members, so you were my best pick. He stopped tossing the box, pocketing the sap now that he was engaged it in conversation made it easier not to appear anxious when your hands weren't necessarily doing anything. You're a rare one about, base. What's your room number? Calm, even tone, genteel conversation for someone he just met. I guess I will take that as a compliment. Indirectly, anyway. He wasn't too sure to what to make of. Your food isn't killing anyone, so you're my best bet, but he'll let it be for now. He had mushrooms to fry up anyway. A sparse amount of common vegetable oil went into a heated pan, and shortly after did his onions and mushrooms. Rare, huh? And room number is... 1326. He went to dump the peppers in the pan, but then paused. Or... Is that B-26? He squinted for a brief moment, then shook his head. Whatever. Does not matter. That much. I get moved around lots, so don't expect to find me here for too long. In with the peppers, a sizzle punctuating his statement. Why do you ask? Want to find me later? The sifting smells of mild onions and the vegetable medley had him inhaling deeply, exhaling a pleased sigh. Well, yes, I wanted to. You're a very intriguing person, and I'd like to get to know you better. And there's no rule against the team members getting to know each other. Upon finding that the squidman was in fact not standing in heeled shoes, he gave him some respectable distance. How he managed to make friends with 
people so freakishly tall. It must have been something, something subconscious. Around the pan, the vegetables went, sizzling, mushrooms soaking up any juices left behind by the others. <sighs> Guess word of me gets around. He switched from frying the mix to letting it saute, taking the pan by the handle and flipping the food around. So, what's your name? Cannot just call you Mr. Enigma. Too many try to take that name already. Barnaby watched with some anticipation though doubted that he'd be allowed to sample it. He'd never stooped to taking straight from the pan, but at the moment it was tempting enough. Damien. Damien Smith. I assume I can't call you John Doe. He extended a hand to the taller, whether his hands are busy or not. Everyone still had to conform to some manners around here, even if there was blood on all of them. And worse. <sighs> he seemed to lull over the name given for a moment, but before he could say anything about it, the spy before him offered his hand. A flip of the pan once, a flip twice, and a flip thrice before he was able to exchange his working hand in order to shake the smaller spies, hopping it from one palm into another as the veggie simmered. Maybe Barnaby wasn't that small, but the other's huge hands seemed to engulf his in their hold. To a firm shake came a polite but warm smile can call me prawn pleased to make your acquaintance he let the other's hand go once it seemed right and returned to mixing up the simple stir fry he could tell that the other wanted some of his food but he wondered how would this spy get what he wants would he ask for a sampling nicely would he try to socially impose himself into a meal? Or maybe do psychological manipulation to make it seem like he was doing nothing more than breathing? Or maybe he would snatch up the stir-fry and egg, like a fox, and run off to eat his catch summer he would not be pestered. The end of it didn't matter so much. Prawn had made all this with the intention of sharing it after all. But there was a fair bit you could learn about someone by seeing how they ask for something. One good turn did deserve another. The spy found himself richly rewarded with an equally polite man, which he expected out of the class in general. Sometimes it was best to stay within your own class. Each knew the struggles and the best parts of working that job, making it easier to relate. However, knowing the job so well made the idea of having close friends all the more dangerous. Known friends among the spies could make the team weaker if the other teams discovered and picked up the menaces of their shared code. Everything was so tangibly tense on the field when there was a spy that was too clever for his own good. All of these things flooded through his mind as he shook the taller's hand, though dwarfed in size, not in respect. His hands clasped in front of him as he watched the sizzling vegetables. I'd like to try some of that, if you'd be willing. Ah, so he was more of the polite reserve type. Straightforward, but not so much to try and take food while it's still in the pan. But not too so little as to trick his way into a meal. 
in some ways just right. Probably won't be much of a problem unless he tries to be up Snoop. Which Pran hoped he wasn't, but hoping the better of someone that could potentially screw you over was never a good thing. Best to guard himself in the case that he does. He kind of got Snoopy vibes from him since he asked about his room. The egg timer dinged just after the small spy voiced his request, getting Pran's attention. Go ahead. Would like pancetta eggs too? He asked as he put his oven mitts on. The Red considered himself a clever man, though held no ill will for the squidman in the near future. He was still deciding what he was to do with his new status. Of course. How would I go without the part of the main dish? Barnaby sat himself at the table, contented by the conversation, and what with little small talk he could afford with his own class. One was beginning to think he was actually getting his life in check. He'd purposely hidden money from himself so it wouldn't get into poker night. You could have started your own catering on two fort, you know. You make so much food, I think the men subsist on the leftovers. Considered trying to be a cook when I signed up for this place, but no dice. Out came the pancetta cups with fried eggs as their content. A clean, ascetic rhythm of yellow, white, and pink to contrast the chaos of the vegetables that came with it. Harmony on a plate, and Prawn definitely knew how to plate. And even if looks didn't satisfy, then the smell of it ought to. The large spy walked over to the table and gave both himself and the spy an equal serving, knowing that both of them could go back for more if needed also figured that not many people are using it. Why don't I? And having many try-out foods means I can test combinations I'm not sure of, hone my skills, and all that, and also do away with the food that he could not eat, especially before a battle. Swaths of hungry mercenaries seem to be good for that. Anyway, bon appetit. If he wasn't so busy with his current job, Prawn would have been whisked away already to be employed at the family house overseas. What a treat to have someone who knew food well and didn't kick people out of the kitchen at a moment's notice after someone took a sampling of what was to go on the plate. Barnaby was picking through his food, small bites to savor the dish, and not in the habit of talking while eating, he was mostly silent, hums between his bites for his reproval. However, he was quick, the white of the plate soon to be seen. He only took one serving for the petite man to feel fairly full, and he set to washing his own dish once it was cleared of all the crumbs and mentioned of vegetables. Delicious prompt. You put so much effort into just one meal, 